0: is a paid program on 630 WLAP this is the Tom Dupree show on news radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com welcome to the camp I guess you all know why we To play them and put in your earplugs, put on your shades you know where to put the caulk. She's been playing animal- Every night she looks in the mirror And she only ages She's been reading about Nashville And all the records that everybody's buying Says I'm a simple girl myself Grew up on Long Island So she packs her bags to try her hand this might be my last chance She's gone country Look at them boots She's gone country Back to her roots She's gone country A new kind of suit She's gone country
1: Welcome to the Tom Dupree gone? Show. This week joining us, Darsh Meshru, Philip Sexton, Mike Johnson, and Tom Dupree.
2: Well, folks so, Keep that song playing just while I talk. What this song is about, do I need a little more heat in this microphone?
1: Oh, you're hot. You're plenty hot.
2: Okay. Doesn't feel quite that hot to me. But anyway, what this song is about, it's about posers. People seeing something that's hot and pretending to... Kind of work their way into it just so they can ride its coattails and uh, I think uh, every kind of movement draws in posers sometimes and we may be talking about the greatest uh, drawing in of posers in the stock market these days. There's an old saying that says, um, bear markets are when stocks return to their rightful owners, which would imply that in bull markets, there's a lot of unrightful owners of stocks and um, in every, bull market people say this time it's different this time the old rules don't apply Uh, but at least through history they have applied Uh, are we at a point where it's different I remember being told in the year 2000 and early 01 The old rules don't apply anymore. You guys that are stockbrokers and valuing securities based upon their earnings and their cash flow and their assets and their book value and these metrics that we use, you guys are just passe. You don't understand that we've kind of graduated to a new uh, way of looking at things. And indeed, uh, politicians will tell you those things too. Uh, They talk about a great reset. As if somehow uh, human nature and the way that things work were about to be changed. That, you know, we've now gone over into a new way of looking at things. But it, it just seems like we can't escape gravity, so to speak. And uh, so we have this article by Jason Zwig, who is—I don't know. I, I, rather than call him a a growth investor or a value investor, I would just call him sort of a rationalist. And uh, you know, he he's talking here about the stock market bubble. It's more like a fire. Uh, yeah. I, so the question would be let's let's look at it as if it were not um uh, just purely uh a speculative um bubble and say okay let's just say it's supply and demand where is all the demand coming from i'll let you guys fight over that one
3: well the uh where he's talking about uh, comparing it to a fire more than a bubble. Um, you know, typically when someone's talking about any asset that's overvalued, you're like, Well, it's in a bubble. It's this is a term that gets thrown around a lot. And what he's comparing it to is a fire and he talks about the the three, you know, uh, requirements, if you will, for for fire. And it's, um, you know, you have to have, you know, heat. You know, you have to have the energy. Um, so oxygen, fuel, and heat. Yeah, you got to have oxygen. Yeah, oxygen, fuel, and heat. And he, he assigns different characteristics to each one of those. So he says the oxygen in investing is marketability or the, the, the ease of buying and selling stuff. So you look at um, uh, Robinhood app. Or you know, liquidity, just liquidity. Robinhood app, the the ease of being able to buy stocks. Um, so that's the the oxygen. Uh, the fuel um, is the the liquidity, the financial markets, low rates, um, the cheap money that's out there, and then the the heat is the speculation, and that and they they each one of those fuel themselves and that's the three dynamics that he's talking about um but when you look at you know the current uh, multiples you know the you know the S&P's what about 21 at Arsh? Yes, 21. 21 uh actually P. says it
4: in an article. Yeah, it's they recently traded at 21 times. Yeah, 21 times uh <laughs> so if
2: you look at where interest rates are that may not be that high. Right. And then, I mean, if you know, when you th- when you think about it,
3: and if you exclude, uh, if you do an equal weight uh, across the board instead of a market cap weighted, you're actually looking at uh, S and P 500 at 17 times earnings, which is only about 10 percent higher than the long term average. <clears throat> so it, things things aren't cheap, generally speaking. But value's even going to be lower P than that, right?
2: That's just that's that's cooking in the high PEs along with the lows.
3: Right. High so PEs, in order to have a
2: seventeen, you gotta have some that are ten.
3: You know? Right. Exactly. Uh, and so you have sectors that are cheap, uh, you have sectors that are expensive, but uh the market as a whole is not it, it's not like the tech bubble uh type valuations, even though certain asset classes are. Could be, you know, the IPO you know, companies that recently IPO'd or some tech, things like that, but there's still value out there.
4: Yeah, and I think to to add to that too, you know, what you were talking about is that you've got the, the, this, uh, the boom and bust, this book in here uh, shows that most bubbles tend to be confined to a few stocks or industries. And what we're seeing now today, what Tom was speaking of, you've got the fangs, this is probably from from history this is like uh close to like a 2000 type bubble or something like that you know so in 1999 internet stocks um you know they were going gaga uh the tech heavy nasdaq uh gained 86 uh but without the technology companies P would have only been up five percent something similar has happened so far year to date where you know you've got all of these other stocks outside of a few tech names that really from a valuation perspective up until the past two weeks ago one could consider pretty pretty good value um you know and as you've been getting more and more uh news on you know vaccines uh so the 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 hope for these stupid masks to go away and all these mandates to go away you you can start to maybe price in like a a somewhat of a sense of normalcy for a business. And you've really started to see, you know, what Adarsh has said is that since September your, your FANG stocks have traded flat and now you started to see these other things push the market. So that's where your, your demand But they have a much lower
2: market cap
4: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, all told. I mean, you put a hundred of them together. They don't come close to, the market cap of, you know, Apple and Amazon or something. I mean, you know, that we're talking sure. companies that maybe have 20, 30 billion billion dollar market caps, you know, at best. And so yes, they can help if you're invested in those things. But if if you, you you're looking at the S and P and
5: it's so heavily weighted towards big caps, it ain't gonna move it much. That's true, yes. So the big caps are now they're close to 30%, something like that. Uh, Of the S&P 500. Of of the S&P 500, yes. Unequal weighted. Unequal weighted, yes. Uh, Which means that uh, what we've seen here recently is the other 70%, you know, doing the heavy lifting. So, I mean, there could be a scenario where the big caps just don't go anywhere. But if the remaining 70% Comes comes up, then, you know, it could make the market go up. So I just want to point out we have been invested
2: in that other part of the market from the
4: <laughs>
2: the other side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, we kind of come from the other side of the tracks. It's just our pedigree, you know. And and and, and we're kind of proud of it, to be honest with you.
5: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I- What's interesting though is nah, uh, Darsh. He doesn't come from those. <laughs> He's very highbrow. <laughs> right.
4: He just uh, likes to come over and hang out. Yeah,
2: with there's something fun about he this, To come rough yeah. a little that bit. He can't get other places. He exactly.
5: <laughs> that's true, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was going to say what's uh, interesting about the thirty percent that's weighted towards tech. Your fangs your Facebook, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, (coughs) Apple. Uh, These are companies that are actually uh, not too expensive when you look at their present earnings Mm -hmm. by themselves. So yes, they've moved up quite a bit, uh, but they're not as expensive as some of the stocks that were trading during the late 90s, you know, where your Cisco's. Oh. uh, Even Microsoft then was super expensive, you know, when it comes to uh, price to earnings. I'll never forget. Being at a Payne Weber uh,
2: conference in Louisville where they invited Ed Kirshner, who was the L- chief investment officer of Payne Weber. They had to change the venue three times before they finally got it uh, big enough to hold everybody that wanted to come. Right. And uh, he said at that meeting, that he thought a correct PE for Cisco was 175 PE.
5: Right. And, uh, I mean, so that's the thing, you know, I mean, uh, so he himself was caught up in the euphoria, you know, that's what, and that's, that's pretty common because when, when you are also inside of, uh, you know, the investment business, you're constantly, um, you know, being fed the same thing. So it's, you know, that can happen. Uh, it's just that, um, at least until now, um, well, there, there have been a couple of things that have happened during uh, this bull market. One of the things is that this bull market came off the heels of the financial crisis. Uh, and for years, you know, um, there was just no, uh, interest in the stock market post the financial crisis where people were afraid of the market at every point people thought that you know the market was going to sell off uh, so un- unlike the 90s when we did have some periods where you know the market sold off it seemed like it was you know a constant up move in the stock market here uh, you know back in 2019 we had a 20 percent drop uh, this year we had a 35 plus percent drop in the s p uh, just recently in September, we had a 10% drop. So um, yes, you know, the, if you look at the big picture, some of these stocks have moved up quite a bit. Uh, But the overall market is, does not feel as euphoric as it did in the late 90s.
4: Right. I I could agree with the euphoric statement. Uh, The, the expensiveness uh of of some of these stocks too though you you are starting to see some fissures um you know you you look at something like an like an apple yeah i mean it's only trading at maybe like a 35 or a 36 times price earnings i think the highest it got was in the 40s um but when you what was
2: it when we started buying it around 15 or something uh, it
3: might have been lower than I think that it was lower than that like i 10 believe 10 or 12 or something that was i mean that was the year steve jobs died and It was, it was much lower then, but they still had a ton of
2: cash though back then.
3: Yeah. The,
4: the difference is, is that now you're starting to see declining revenues, declining sales figures from their, their hardware side of the business. And basically for what, about almost three years now, their, their revenue has been very, very flat. Um, you, you haven't seen much growth from something like that or like a Netflix, you know, Netflix has been one that's been going gangbusters for years now and you're starting to see kind of a, a peakish trend on, um, you know, new subscribers to Netflix. Um,
3: you're having more competition come in now more, too, More like competition. Disney plus, you know, this is, it's part of the
2: problem because it's difficult to make movies right now with, mm-hmm. with COVID going on. So they're unable to get new releases i mean i don't know how they're negotiating around all this well,
4: they they found out that they've uh they are not immune to cancel culture either yeah <laughs> you know you've got you put that uh what was that what was that show that had the the, the little little girls that were cheerleaders oh, yeah. or whatever yeah. you know and then they lost a ton of subscribers from something like that uh, you, you, i guess what i'm trying to get at is that The multiples are lower, but you are starting to see some of these cracks form in the foundation of some of these things. You know, you look at Amazon, Amazon is pulled forward years worth of, years worth of market share growth due to COVID. You know, does does that, does that growth rate abate moving forward? Just all these things to kind of think about on some of these things and, and, you know, really kind of something interesting that I learned from uh, that I that I took from this article and why I called it a fire instead of a bubble is because a fire you know if you get a fire in four or five of those stocks could easily set the whole whole neighborhood on fire is what it says you know and that that's where as an investor you have to be very very cautious um and and it's I'm gonna be um literal with a fire you know you you if you're camping you want to be as close to the fire as you can get to stay warm but far enough away that it's not gonna light you up you know so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you've got to think of as an investor
5: one of the things that's you know somewhat and i'm not going to say this time is different you know but one of the things that is different with some of these uh companies is just the number of uh users that they have compared to, say, companies in the late 90s. Imagine Facebook, 3 billion users, you know, half of the world's population uses uses Facebook, which means that uh, the potential of, uh, you know, them being able to cap monetize that is huge. Facebook also owns WhatsApp and they own Instagram. Um, so, these five, six companies, yes, you know, they their multiples are pretty high. Uh, they don't look cheap by any means, but uh, their, uh, you know, tentacles today are everywhere. And it's, these are companies that, uh, you know, are not able to, uh, uh, competitors are not able to do what these companies do, uh, which means they're almost getting a premium because their profit margin keeps expanding. And B, uh, the barriers to entry are so uh, huge that, uh, you know, these companies are getting an even higher multiple because of that. Yeah, uh, Bezos has made 70
2: billion since March and Zuckerberg's up over 80 billion. That's interesting, right? There's a lot of power there. And, and, you know, it's interesting because you, you get, uh, knowledge condensed into a place where it can be used uh the uh, power of it is uh, it'll have to destruct from the inside because you're not going to destroy it from the outside
1: all right that's the end of the first segment we're going to go to a break we'll be back in just a few minutes stay tuned and we're powered by degree financial group
0: Yeah, you
2: wanted to know that, didn't you?
0: What's happening? The worst thing that I think we could do is mandate some sort of vaccine. The latest update another nonsensical order, a curfew at the top and bottom of the hour. Check in three, four, five times today with News Radio 630. WLAP.
2: Hi, this is Tom Dupree. If you've been listening to mainstream media, you might have deduced that our new president has been decided and that there are no remaining questions. But the facts are much different. There are ongoing legal challenges alleging vote fraud in multiple jurisdictions. The legal options for those making those claims are far from exhausted, despite media claims to the contrary. If you would like to stay informed about these developments, I'd advise you to follow Newsmax, One America News Network, War Room Pandemic, and the website of the Eric Metaxas radio show. These are good places to start to get alternative views on what is happening. And also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP. wlap.com from seven to
0: nine saturday mornings you know where you were when the golden state killer was arrested you're a moderator on the zodiac killer subreddit but now you're in search of a new challenge enter solve the hit podcast that puts you at the center of the investigation solve is like no other murder mystery podcast you'll track down killers hiding in plain sight you all right yeah it's just disturbing you ever seen anything like this before? Not like this. To listen to Solve, download the free iHeartRadio app or listen
3: wherever you get your podcasts. Research Raccoon is the easy and affordable way to get smarter about your customers. Whether you need a new name for your business or launching a new product or don't even know what questions to ask, Research Raccoon can pull U.S.-based customers that day, giving you clean data to help you decide. No matter the size of your business, Research Raccoon gives you the tools to learn at an affordable price. So move with confidence with Research Raccoon. Visit ResearchRaccoon.com to learn more. Research
0: Raccoon. Fast results with big data. I'm Officer Cecil with the Richmond Police Department. And I'm Berea Police Officer Austin Davis. When working traffic in Madison County, responding to crashes involving injuries or fatalities is a tough part of our job. Many times, it's someone we know right here in Madison County. Having to notify a family member that their loved ones didn't make it, you never get used to it, never. When you're driving Madison County roads, Big Hill Avenue, Eastern Bypass, Lancaster Avenue, Glades Road, Bria Bypass, Richmond Road. There is so much out of your control. Weather conditions, road construction, drivers who are impaired, distracted, or speeding, you name it. What we do have control over is wearing a seatbelt. Less than two seconds, that's all the time it takes to buckle up. Anyone can be involved in a crash at any time, especially at night, where the risk of death triples. Why do we enforce seatbelt laws? It's not about writing tickets, it's about saving lives. A message from officers across Madison County and the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Fair guys, to start out the weekend overall, we're looking good today, upper 40s and low 50s. Clouds will thicken on our Sunday by Sunday evening. Rain arrives, that'll carry us into Sunday night. And by Monday morning, we're talking about rain switching over to snow as temperatures drop. We'll see snow into Monday afternoon through early Tuesday. Could be talking about some accumulations during that time. Stay tuned from the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24/7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Is the cost of finishing the basement worth the benefit of some peace and quiet?
1: When questions find you, Merrill Edge self-directed investing can help you find answers with personalized planning tools and insights to help you get where you want to go even if it's just downstairs. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit merrillledge.com slash within reach to get started today.
5: Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker dealer member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC insured or not bank guaranteed and may lose value.
0: If I'm not commuting anymore, where do I really wanna live?
1: While you handle life's questions, Merrill Guided Investing helps you manage your portfolio and invest for your next move. With the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit merrillledge.com slash investing goals to get started today.
5: Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith, Incorporated, Both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured, or not bank-guaranteed, and may lose value.
0: At Home with Robert, retired broker and family man. Carolers, that's the holiday spirit. Speaking of which, Simply Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. Right now, you can get 50% off a new system and a free camera at simplysafe.com/holiday. That's 50% off the system US News named the best of 2020. Simply protects your whole home 24/7 with monitoring by professionals. the sale ends soon, so go to simplysafe.com/holiday for 50% off and a free camera today. Hi,
2: this is Tom Dupree. If you've been listening to mainstream media, You might have deduced that our new president has been decided and that there are no remaining questions, but the facts are much different. There are ongoing legal challenges alleging vote fraud in multiple jurisdictions. The legal options for those making those claims are far from exhausted, despite media claims to the contrary. If you would like to stay informed about these developments, I'd advise you to follow Newsmax. One America News Network, War Room Pandemic, and the website of the Eric Metaxas Radio Show. These are good places to start to get alternative views on what is happening. And also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com from 7 to 9 Saturday morning.
0: 630 WLAP. hotter than a hoochie coochie we laid rubber on the georgia asphalt we got a little crazy but we never got caught down by the river on a friday night here little cans in the pale moonlight talking about cars and dreaming about women never had a plan just to live in for the minute
1: welcome back to the tom yeah, deprey show for the second the half day of the hour darsh meshroo philip sexton me, mike johnson and I guess I'm going to give the mic back to Tom Dupree.
2: Yeah, they really wanted to know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, well, uh, why are we playing Alan Jackson? Well, Alan Jackson's from Georgia, and there's a lot going on in Georgia right now. It ain't over with you.
4: You know what I like about this, though? Is this... Gives me hope. Yeah. This this music, because it puts me in the mind of like hanging out at the baseball park with all your family and friends. Just, That's her. I mean, but this this is this is pre-COVID stuff. Yeah. This is like, all right, we can get back to Chattahoochee. There you
2: go. I'm with you. You gonna keep it up or?
1: One of that. Woohoo!
2: Okay. All right. Back on the Tom Dupree show. With interest rates low, what's a retiree to do? Well, that's been our problem now for actually several years. This is not the first time that we've discussed this. And, you know, it really gets down to will it ever be a um, a possibility that you can go out and buy a bond you know and get four or five percent on it. Certainly, it's not happening right now. Now this is why everything is having to be rethought. Um, uh, in the past a um, a retiree might invest his or her money into even bank CDs, get six, seven percent. you know, if they had two or three or four hundred thousand dollars, they could make uh you know twenty, thirty thousand bucks a year which in addition to their social security meant that they didn't have to work. Now I tend to believe that it's healthier to keep working. Uh, I don't care how old you are. I just think it's a healthier thing to do. And it's now looking like not only healthy, but maybe necessary. Um, because, Uh, somebody taking investment uh, funds today for retirement is not going to be able to get enough from dividends and interest to live on unless they have a whole lot of money. So, you know, this is something that we deal with on a weekly daily basis. You guys jump
3: in on it. Well, I think, I mean, this year <clears throat> this year is a prime example, too, um, where you have to be flexible and, you know, think outside the box, you know, from the way things have normally been. Um, you know, it's
2: being flexible code for – No, it's code for you ain't getting what you thought you were going to get.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and something surprises you um and you have to be able to react um and and try to take advantage of it um but i mean with covid <clears throat> you know pre-covid you're looking at interest rates and yield and and yields on stocks dividends that were higher but what you also had during covid were companies that were unable to pay dividends anymore because of a shutdown scenario and what you had to do was not look purely from uh, a, a dividend standpoint. it had to look from a, an in, a dividend and a total return standpoint. Uh, because some companies that uh, were affected uh, because of the shutdown, you know, they stopped paying a dividend. They may never pay a dividend. I mean, Disney's a prime example. Disney may never pay a dividend again. Um, now, we bought Disney three or four months ago for a number of things, number of reasons, but it's not a pure dividend play. It's a total return play. And so what we've been able to do is take the situation that we were dealt and pivot to try to make that work for our clients' needs.
2: Wouldn't, wouldn't you think that any company that thought – they could quit paying their dividend and not lose their investor base would quit paying their dividend. It it seems to me that they pay the dividend because people have gotten used to it. They look at the stock more like a bond and you know, (laughs) want the income from it. And if the company thought they could stop paying it and not lose their investor base, seems like they would
3: that's part of it. Um, in Disney's case, cause I think the other part is the, the efficient deployment of capital. Um, if the company could find a better use for the money, earn a return on it, they probably would rather than paying out the dividend. I mean, it's typically mature businesses that are paying the dividends in Disney's case. They were forced to stop paying a dividend because of a shutdown, but now they actually have, uh, uh, a, a place that they can deploy that capital and earn a good return on it, which is through their content and streaming. Which are they
2: trying to become
3: like a little Netflix? Uh, yeah, I mean they have seventy-four million subscribers now on Disney Plus
4: alone. Yeah, I really? mean when you factor in ESPN Plus it's, and Hulu, I mean you're you're getting upwards of a hundred million people,
3: and they they're they're beyond, they're further than halfway along on that. Over well, what's the average subscriber paying them? It's uh, seven bucks. Yep. A, a month. A month. Yep. Plus, if they do a movie release, then, you know, like Mulan, you pay $30 plus the Disney Plus to watch Mulan. But in their case, they stopped paying the dividend because things were shut down. But now they have an avenue to deploy that capital where they can make a good return on it. And so it's still the efficient use of capital. Um, and that's, that's what's, that's, what's amazing, you know, seeing how things are playing out from March, how these companies are reacting. Uh, and you know, that's, that's why one of the reasons we we bought Disney, it's not paying a dividend right now, but we think the, there's a lot that can go right for that company. Well,
2: Let's get back to talking about what are we telling retirees that you know god it's it's not getting old is not easy i mean you know i'm starting to understand a little bit about it having just turned 64 years old but i don't consider myself old and i don't really feel old i think part of that is because i try to come to work every day <laughs> <laughs> at a reasonable time and uh you know stay engaged in what's going on and um you know it, it, i i just sort of pe- feel bad for people that don't have that you know right. to, to, to to something to do you know something that they can show up to right and i i know that there are places people go it keeps them alive you know you go over look at the senior citizen center that people come there on a daily basis in some cases, just to be around other people, you know? Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think it isn't going to get any easier, you know, but there are things that
3: people can do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Even if it's volunteering or,
3: or what have you. Right. Well, and from, uh, from a retirement standpoint, or let's just say a change in career or whatever it is, you're volunteering spending time. But once you stop what your career has been and you're starting to take income from whatever your savings, um, it, it, given today's environment, um, a good way to do it is kind of a bucket approach where you have a bucket of bonds or cash, then you have a bucket of lower yielding stocks or ETFs, and then you have the higher yielding stocks and you, you have you have the the dividends that are paying into the cash bucket you have the rebalancing going on of the the etfs or more total return portion of the portfolio and that's how you're able to supplement that you know monthly withdrawal from a portfolio because you don't want to do it just purely based on uh yield in this kind of an environment because you know, there might be a reason that something's yielding, you know, a a, a, a well above average. Uh, it could be, you know, issues. I mean, it could be a number of things.
4: Well, yeah. Typically when you see, when you, when you see yield that's well above average, it's, it's not because a company raised their dividend astronomically. Right. It's because the stock price failed to where the current yield is well above average.
2: Yeah. And, and usually, that may be a predecessor to them getting ready to cut the dividend. Right. Because, yeah. You know, sometimes when a stock gets hit like that, uh, the market will view a dividend cut, or let's say cut it in half as a positive thing. So they're not going to be paying that cash out. They'll be able to use it to shore up the business.
4: Exactly. Um, you know, and, and in, in an environment where governments decide how much business you're allowed to do. You know, that that to what Mike was saying, you you cannot rely on income coming into your account solely from the form of dividends. You've got to find you you've got to find ways that, and 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 companies that will hopefully grow and produce pr- produce growth in their stock price through growth in profits may not be growth in dividends, but growth in profits mm-hmm. to where you can, you can live off of that potential return there.
5: Right. I mean, one of the dangers, you know, so when you are in retirement, you cannot rely on uh risk assets. For your primary source of income, so right. it used to be historically the rule of thumb was you know your age in bonds. So if you were seventy, and seventy percent in bonds and thirty percent in stocks, that's just not possible today. Uh, so um, like Mike said, that the best you can do is you know have uh, you know different uh, securities, even if they are stocks, have different sort of stocks. Not purely dividend paying stocks, perhaps even some growth stocks. And, um, you know, even if you have to withdraw, hopefully, you know, your withdrawal period will be long enough where some of these things will have the time to grow, where, uh, you know, your portfolio may not be yielding, you know, six, seven percent. But once you include the growth, perhaps you'll get six, seven percent over 20 or 25 years.
3: Right. And and the way you um, mitigate, you know, the sequence of return, um, or the, you know, month to month volatility is you have that bond and cash buffer that yeah. you can take from that and not be forced to liquidate securities, uh, in a down market. So that's how you, 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 you minimize that. But
4: the, the term you use layers of liquidity. Layers yeah. of
3: liquidity. Yeah. Let me, I want to get to this one,
2: uh, what stays and what goes in a post COVID-19 world. (coughs) Some pandemic-induced consumer behavior will prove sticky, but not all. Um, The coronavirus has transformed the way Americans eat, shop, and entertain. In one manner or another, most of these consumer activities have moved into the home and online now with effective vaccines on the horizon, we hope. The most important question for investors is how much never goes back to the way it used to be. Uh, the, the Great Reset. The the answers will have a major implication for swaths of the economy, but they aren't likely to be straightforward. Each affected industry has its own nuances to consider. In cases where consumers have merely adopted a workaround that is inferior to the real thing, activity should snap back strongly. Happy hours over Zoom, for instance, are no match for an actual night out. But in other cases, consumers may find the new way of doing things superior, such as having groceries delivered instead of venturing into a supermarket. So let's just take the life out of life and do the whole damn thing on a computer. You know, this, this is what just rips me. And everybody's scared to death of this thing. And, you know, just living like fricking prisoners. I mean, it just, it just pisses me off. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. It's the way I feel today. So just freaking deal with it. I, I just have, uh, you know, and, and the, you know, uh, and sitting around on your computer playing the market buying stocks, you don't even know what the heck it is. I mean, come on, whatever happened to studying and, and, and getting it right sorry guys i i just I just kind of launched off uh, eat uh, big boy <laughs> you like it when i do eat that big boy you, you, you're into that <laughs> well anyway I didn't know I was gonna erupt I didn't mean to steal everybody's thunder I don't know uh, what what do you guys think about these different uh uh behaviors that
4: have changed so you have to bake these things into your investment perspectives um you know uh, And I think the interesting thing is, is you look at economists and a lot of other analysts out there and you've always got to also take things with a grain of salt, Um, you know, because one of the one of the trends uh, back in the summer, they were saying, you know, this is the death of office space, Um, you know, and as as the year has gone on, there's been studies that show, you know, mental health of being around coworkers, um, you know, being in those those personal environments and the ability to communicate better, um, be more productive. So, you know, yes, there could be a decline in office property, um, leasing gone, country, but, gone country, but you know, you, you've got to bake it in with a grain of salt that, well, the original thesis from, you know, May and, uh, May and June probably doesn't stand. Um,
2: so what's going to happen with all this? I mean, you know, New York city, what are they talking? I don't know. 15 million square feet. Who knows? I mean, you know, big buildings, empty one right after the other. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got people that paid $20 million for condos up there. Hey, great condo, but they ain't a restaurant open. I can go eat at, you know, what happened to the New York? Sure. Can't go to a Broadway play. I mean, you know, what, what,
4: what is going to happen? That's that's, I think you're starting to see, oh, we were talking about this eating lunch today. I think you're starting to see, um, cracks in the foundation there too. You know, you're starting to see here in Kentucky, um, you're starting to see some restaurants that say, darn with, with you and your, your mandates. Oh, uh, I'll, you I'll know, give you we're, one. We're, we're, we're going to, my
2: favorite place, uh, the, uh, chop house. Uh, just closed and, and, uh, Connor concepts, guy out of Knoxville, brilliant restaurant guy. He made a, he made a statement saying we have restaurants in six states. Kentucky is the most restrictive of all of them. Why is Kentucky the most restrictive of all of them? Do we know something about the seriousness seriousness of this disease that other states don't know?
4: We enjoy being a loser state. Yeah.
2: That's it. We have a loser governor, by the way. Oh, yeah. I don't mind saying it.
4: Losers pick losers. Yeah, and,
2: and they did. They did. And, and and I'm not saying that to any one of you listeners because you're smart because you're listening to this show. But, uh, you know, it's it just come on. I mean, you know, you, you run them out. How many more restaurants are we going to have to run out, Andy? I, I know your little people are listening to this. You know, you got little people that go around and listen to stuff. And the fact is, wh- where are you eating these days? At the governor's mansion? So it's just, I don't know. I just got to get it off my chest.
4: Well, and and I think that what what starts the movement is is you have a handful of those first people. And I mean, this was with, you go back to the revolution. I'm rev- getting back to my old self. Revolutionary. <laughs> but think about like the Revolutionary War or like yeah. when we gained independence. The, those first few people have to take that brave step and say, Right. We're not doing it. I know. And then more people That's get exactly behind them, right. and then That's eventually the look you it. look behind you, and you've got a whole mob, and you're like, or a bunch of arrows. Well, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, there, there yeah. is that. You got to take that chance. Yeah, I know.
2: I, I, it's just, and there's more than one person, but it's like people are sheeple for the most part, and 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 I'm one too. A lot of times, you just have to, you have to say, I can't, can't do it anymore. Anyway, we didn't really cover that deal. Here, take it.
1: He's handing over the microphone for the week. It's a good show, guys. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you can always find it on podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And also on our website, duprefinancial.com We appreciate you listening we're powered by Dupree Financial Group, coming to you from the Dupree Financial Group studios on Main Street in Lexington. Have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend, and we will talk to you next week.
0: Never had a plan just to live in for the minute. Deal yeah, way down yonder on the you never knew how much that muddy water meant to me. But I learned how to swim, and I learned who I was. A lot about living and a little about love. This is what's happening. The worst thing that I think we could do is mandate some sort of vaccine. The latest update. Another nonsensical orderly curfew. At the top and bottom of the hour. Check in three, four, five times today with News Radio 630 WLAP.
2: Hi, this is Tom Dupree. If you've been listening to mainstream media, you might have deduced that our new president has been decided and that there are no remaining questions. But the facts are much different. There are ongoing legal challenges alleging vote fraud in multiple jurisdictions. The legal options for those making those claims are far from exhausted, despite media claims to the contrary. If you would like to stay informed about these developments, I'd advise you to follow Newsmax, One America News Network, War Room Pandemic, and the website of the Eric Metaxas radio show. These are good places to start to get alternative views on what is happening. And also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com from 7 to 9 Saturday morning.